Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, formerly known as Let's Take About It, sponsored as always by Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center, as well as our friends at Global Septic. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Eric Trent and sports writer Alec Dietz. And fellas, the first round's done. We have officially moved on to quarter quarterfinals. We're yeah. in quarterfinals, quarterfinals. In state football playoffs now. Yep. Uh, before we jump into what happened in the first round, uh, any initial thoughts from you guys, surprises or letdowns, anything you've seen over the last week that uh, you feel we that everybody should know? It's a tough one. Anything from you? Come on. Uh, you guys have seen it. Throw something out there. Come on. Trent, how was Yakima? Yakima <laughs> was okay. I miss Spokane more, but. Um, it was, it was fun. I covered volleyball, soccer, and football. It was a busy four days. Glad to be back home. Glad to be sleeping in my own bed. All right. Uh, Alec, where did you go? Any exotic locations for you? Uh, you did, you did not get to go to the, uh, the Las Vegas, the Palm Springs of Washington. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I went up to Tumwater twice, went to Tenino on the blacktop on Friday. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. So went a couple places, but you know, I think like this was a pretty good round of, of, um, you know, last week was really eventful and a lot of crazy upsets and stuff. But, um, I, I think more than ever, I'm realizing that the WIA really, really sucks (laughs) (laughs) just in general. Like, I think a lot of people know this, but the seating committees, you know, a lot of the situations like that, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a crazy week, good on sports teams, but a lot of them are doing it sort of in spite of the hand that has, do you want to jump into Tonino soccer now, or (laughs) we could get to it later. It's not just them too. We'll talk about it with football later because I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of these teams playing teams. They played less than a month ago in the second round, but yeah, I also, uh, there's about five of those. Yeah, there's, I have some thoughts on a few of the brackets. Um, we'll get to those towards the end of the show, but for now, let's jump into what happened in, uh, the first round of the state playoffs. In the two A's, Trent, you were at this one. WFS lost to Prosser 34-29. They had first and 10 from the Prosser 11 with four minutes to go, but couldn't punch it in. Uh, Gage Brumfield passed for 218 yards and three touchdowns. He's he's just a freshman, right? Just a freshman, yep. All right, what what did you see out of that game? And, you know, how did things go over in in Prosser? Yeah, they had him on the ropes there at the end. Um, They had four shots to to get in the end zone. They couldn't do it. Ended with a huge sack on fourth down, but they had them. It felt like they could have came back and won that game. Well, they almost did, but Prosser had the best passing attack I've seen this year by far. They were just throwing it all over the field. Uh, it felt like a pretty even game, and I think if Gavin Fugate would have been there, I think WFS would have won. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a good football game. The Prosser fans were really into it. There's a lot of penalties, a lot of bad calls. They were like yelling, have a nice trip back to Chehalis on the bus. <laughs> Wrestling season's about to start. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a weird shot, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, cool, I guess, Prosser. Um, <laughs> now they got Linden, so good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Prosser, uh, did you see that uh, Denver-Dallas game last weekend? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, in the one A bracket, Tonino scored a million points to beat Freeman. They won <laughs> eighty to fifty five. Yeah. Dakari Hickel ran for four hundred and six yards and five touchdowns. Gavin Watson ran for two hundred and seventy four yards 
uh, and six touchdowns. Did I say five or six for Hickel? He had five. Yeah. Tonight, I had 801 yards of total offense. All on the ground. Uh, all on the ground. They didn't throw a pass, correct? Nope. Well, it was foggy. I mean, yeah, you don't want to pass on that. Well, Freeman did. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had maybe like 300, 400 yards passing. So, all right. Uh, and I checked through the WIA state uh, tournament records, and this is the most points recorded in a state playoff game per their website since they started tracking it in 1973. So good for Tenino and Alec. What was it like being out there? Uh, crazy. I think by the fourth quarter, um, <laughs> I, I was ready for it to be over. I, I really was. I think I stopped shooting photos after the teams traded one play scoring drives three times in a row there in the fourth. Uh, <laughs> I think I tweeted out at one point. I was like, ah, Tenino, you know, they're up by two touchdowns. Now they get the ball. You know, they're probably going to want to salt this game away with a long drive or whatever. And I think Takari Hickel busted off like a 70 yard touchdown run on the first play of the drive. And I'm like, oh, it's just going to be one of these games. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not going to be any defense at all or any sort of long drives. Uh, but it was crazy. It was a, um, you know, a, a lots of offense. I think Freeman's quarterback uh, caught a touchdown, threw four touchdowns, rushed for three touchdowns. So he was all over the place. Um, uh, so, but, you know, strong offensive performance, I think, uh, you know, heading into a Lyndon Christian matchup, um, you know, the offense show that it can be very good, but, uh, obviously you want to clean some stuff up on defense. Yeah. Um, God, that's such a wild, how many total touchdowns were there? 19. 19. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted out every single one. Um, wow. <laughs> Thank you for your service. That's yeah, great. I know. Uh, yeah. So what, uh, how did, that I know coaches and players feel afterwards. I think, you know, for that, because, you know, it was also, uh, you know, I think as disappointed as they probably were in their defense, um, at the same time as their first playoff victory in like 35 years. Yeah. So um, they were excited. You know, I mean, they, they knew that just getting a win in the state playoffs means a lot. You, know, you just win, baby, you know, like, get, like get, even if you give up 55, even if you give up 55 <laughs> points, maybe like 700 yards of total offense, uh, you know, they, they get to keep their season alive and, and Freeman doesn't. So, um, I think they were pretty thrilled about that, but obviously they, they know the challenge that comes ahead. Lennon Christian is a really, really good football team, um, with an offense that might even be better than Freeman's. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. Uh, yeah, that's such a weird game. You see 80 and you think, oh, it must've been like a massive blowout. And no, it was like, it was close until what, like four or five minutes left. Yeah. Kerry Nagel said after the game, he was like, man, we just, we needed every single one of those points. Like we just needed to keep scoring on every single drive and they never punted. They never punted <laughs> once. Um, and he was just like, it was one of those games. Like we, we just could not, you know, we needed to score on every drive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a game you know, all the way through, just given how quickly <laughs> Freeman could score. I think Tonino kind of pulled away a little bit in the th early in the fourth quarter. They went up two scores, but yeah, Freeman was just ripping off these one play, you know, two play drives. So yeah, it was, it was definitely wild. All right. Uh, moving on to the 2B bracket. Uh, three teams are still alive, but only two of them had games this week on Alaska hammered river river view. Do we do we ever determine where Riverview is, guys? Near the river. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably on a hill near the river. It's got a the good Columbia view. I've heard. River. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Haight. Oh, anyway, Ani won sixty-two to eight. This was in on Alaska. Loggers it was in Centralia. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Home game for Onalaska, <laughs> yes. but in Centralia. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Marshall Haight ran for 253 yards and five touchdowns. Colby Benzinga went for 112 yards and a touchdown. Gunnar Talley had 70 yards and a touchdown. Wani Barra had two touchdowns on two carries. Uh, loggers looking pretty good. Yeah, loggers. Uh, they were up. I want to say 28 to zero after the first quarter. Or so you know, it was pretty much a no contest. You know, after one go, I think they they just ran that pitch play uh, <laughs> like three to three. I think Marshall got one, Kobe got one, and Gunner all got one all in the first quarter on the same play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they just ran over them, and now they get to match up undefeated Lind Ritzville next week. All right. Uh, and Toledo beat Davenport, uh, so long gorillas 44, 35, uh, Justin Phila, 256 yards and three touchdowns. Wyatt Neff ran for 120 yards and two touchdowns and yeah, Toledo. Uh, what do we, what do we know about this one? They, it was a game up until the third quarter. Um, you know, uh, coach Mike Christensen said he, you know, was pretty disappointed in how they came out. Um, they had two turnovers in the first quarter and, they were down at the half, um, and I think they sort of expected to win this game pretty comfortably. And uh, it took, you know, some resilience and guts to kind of play a lot better in the second half. And they only give up one touchdown in the second half, and I, that was kind of the key is the defense kind of um, got a hold of what the gorillas were trying to do. Okay. And in the 1Bs, Winlock beat DeSalle 64-60 to advance to the state quarterfinals. Neil Patching passed for 380 yards and five touchdowns. Nolan Swafford ran for 230 yards and three touchdowns. It's Winlock's first state win since. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> I've heard too many different things this week. Uh, it sounds like in 1999, they beat what? Kings? Kings in what the WIA says is a districts game. And a lot of Winlock people who are on that team think is a state game. Interesting. Because it was a game before the quarterfinals. The WIA okay. recognizes as a districts game. So if you're asking the WIA, this past weekend was their first state playoff victory since 1977. Okay. That's what the WIA says, if you want yeah, to listen to it. That's what's on their website, too. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, good for Winlock. Great for them. Um, Trent, I have a question for you. Yeah. Tell me about the bathroom situation in the Yakima Sundome. It was terrible. There was not one gobel septic. Not one. N- nowhere to be found. That's I had to use the dirty. Did you drive Yakima back to your sundome. hotel every time you had to pee? Yes, I did because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been much better with a gobel septic sanitation station. Uh, gobel septic, gobel septic service and portable sanitation. Uh, they provide services to Thurston County, Lewis County, Mason County, Callas County, and Grace Harbor County. What kind of services do they provide? Do you guys want to list a few of those off? I know one of them is septic pumping. Wow. You, you hit, hit the nail on the head. Okay, but what about the uh, septic inspection? They also have that, actually. They do have septic inspection. They've also got septic riser insulation. We're playing with our new soundboard in our new uh, Chronicle <laughs> podcast studio. Uh, commercial septic pumping. And of course, my favorite grease trap services. Yeah. Uh, they, will, they will rent you out a porta potty, even a portable sink. Uh, you know, everything you need to, uh, you know, provide for the in-laws if they're visiting. <laughs> so visit GoebelSeptic.com, G-O-E-B-E-L, Septic.com, or give them a call, 360-736-2167. Proud to have uh, Global Septic, which is number one and number two, sponsoring this fine dump of a podcast. (laughs) 
And with that, let's move on to some all league team stuff. One uh, A football, one A Evergreen Conference football announcer, all league teams. Takari Hickel, very good at football. How did how did he do? Very. Uh, he finishes the MVP. Um, did no, they do offensive, defensive, or just overall MVP? I think it was a overall. I think it was. Overall. Did you get that one? I think I did, and I think it was overall. Yeah. Um, uh, very deserving, of course. I think we predicted that on the show too. Yes. In one B volleyball, the Columbia Valley League announced their all league teams, and Monster Rocks Peyton Tory was the MVP. Yep. No surprise there. Yeah, she's pretty good. Two B football. These ones were fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Napa Vines Keith Olson was the offensive MVP, and Napa Vines Gavin Parker was the defensive MVP of the. Southwest Washington to be football league North. Yes. They're yes. The North, right? Yes. On Alaska South. Um, and yeah, we talked about that. I think we decided Parker could be, could go either way mm-hmm. as far as MVPs go. Uh, Keith Olson, offensive MVP thoughts. When was the last time a lineman won offensive MVP in this league? I can't remember it ever happening. It um, yeah. In 2008, must have been 2008. Uh, Napavine won a state championship, and the Chronicles All-Area MVP was Damon Garnus, who was Damon Garnus? One of the Garnus kids. There was two or three of them. I think it was Damon. Uh, he was the All-Area MVP. I don't think he was a C2BL MVP, though. Hmm. So that's your closest comparison. But, yeah, I, Keith Olsen getting an offensive MVP is – I'm sure he deserves it. It's oh, interesting. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. if there were any league where this would happen, it would be this one. Uh, just judging <laughs> when you look at the, the all-league list. And I'm pretty sure every single offensive lineman that starts in the league is on this list uh, in some capacity, either first team, second team, or honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it does say that, you know, this league values – offensive lineman and, and that kind of style of play for sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a, um, one of the, and obviously, I mean, Keith Olson is just a stud of a football player. I, I asked Josh Fay about this yesterday when I was writing my football preview and he said, he said, uh, Gavin Parker probably owes, uh, Keith Olson lunch like every week. Uh, for just clearing the way up front. And he's like, you know, I don't think Ashton's been touched all year. And, um, so, you know, and, and Keith is just a one, he's a dominant, offensive lineman, but he's also one of the more dominant defensive linemen in the league. So yeah, well-deserved. Uh, yeah. It's interesting that I think you could flip those two around and nobody would blink an eye too. probably, which just kind of speaks to how Napa fine season's gone. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the latest stats on Keith Olson? What, what's height and weight? What's he sitting at? Like six, six, two ninety. Uh, let's check his Twitter. I think he, don't athletes. Does he have that? it in his bio? He's got a <laughs> big time USC recruit. Uh, let me, there he is. Six, six, three Oh five is what he lists Ooh, himself at. That's a, that's a dude there. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So Keith Olsen, offensive MVP, Gavin Parker, defensive MVP. It sounded like, uh, Ashton Demarest was the first team quarterback too. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, on the other side of the Southwest Washington 2B League, Jackson Esri from Kalama, as we expected, was the offensive MVP. And on last is Colby Mazingo. Was that the defensive MVP? Yes. Yep. Okay. How are you guys? You, you Big arguments on Esri? Nah, well, I've never seen him play, but I, from everything I've heard, he, <laughs> he deserves <laughs> it. I'm hoping to you know, watch him play in the state title game, but... 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, f- from also what I hear is he's a fantastic defensive player too. I think a lot of people think that uh, he could probably be MVP on both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, as a defensive back too. So um, obviously, uh, you know, terrific football player. Pretty good basketball player too. Yeah, so I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice looking jumper on that kid. Uh, Colby Mazingo, what's uh, where, where's he at as far as on Alaska goes? That one's interesting to me because I I think that any three of Gunnar Talley, Marshall Haight, or Colby Mazingo could have won defensive MVP there. Um, it, maybe it was just a matter of, I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, I think yeah. all of them are kind of on par with each other for you know leading that, that defense, which has been pretty good yeah. like, against most teams. Okay. Uh, and in the 1Bs, Winlocks, Nolan Swafford was the Pac-5 offensive MVP. Um, how, did he, how did he earn that? 31 touchdowns over 1800 rushing yards. Not too bad. That's, uh, that's a <laughs> lot of touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> 31. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, let's see. Let's move to other sports. Other sports are happening in the one B volleyball world. Monster got second at state. Trent, you were there. How did it go? It's going to be the Trent segment it, here with volleyball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Monster rock swept its way to the um, championship match and they had, Oaksdale on the ropes, number one, Oaksdale, Masaruk was number two. They were up two games to one and couldn't close out. And uh, Oaksdale just has so many, they have a lot of taller players than uh, Mossy Rock and they were double blocking Peyton Torrey, which is their best hitter. Uh, but they had it, man. They, it was, it was a, like a disheartening loss for them because you could tell that they were, they were ready to win and they had it won and just couldn't close out. Uh, how many times have they played in the finals in the last few years? They placed third in 2019 in the three previous years before that they were second in okay. for three straight years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see Two beat volleyball. Adna got eighth. Adna got eighth. They won their first match, lost their second. They lost the no, first match. They lost the first yeah. match and then they won two or three in a row to get, no, they won two in a row and lost the third to get eighth. Lost okay. in the seventh, eighth place match. Uh, 1A soccer, Tonino upset the number two seed and then lost to Montesano. I'll let you guys discuss. Yeah, I mean, just, we, we, we said it last week, but the I don't know what the 1A soccer seating committee was doing at all, to be honest. Or football. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, well, you, you, we'll talk about football later, but um, yeah, that was, uh, um you know, I think it, they won, it was 0-0 and went to PKs and they won in PKs. Um, but it just goes to show that the, the quality of soccer that's being played in, in uh, 1A, you know, Evergreen Conference. And, um, you know, I think that they they got slighted a little bit. I think Montesano got slighted a little bit. And the fact that they had to play each other in the second round uh, is also just absurd. I mean, that's a team Tonino lost to three times over the course of the year and they get, uh, <laughs> you know, they get the 15 seed and then you have to play the team that you couldn't beat during the regular, the only team you couldn't beat during the regular season uh, in the second round. Um, I'm not sure what was going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I will, I will say if you draw up a bracket and you're sitting there in the seated committee and the number two seed loses, like you got to wonder like, what, 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 what were we doing? Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, So tonight, good season for them. 
Good season. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the, those seniors deserved more. I think that's, I think why a lot of people, you know, like I was upset, um, for them, you know, honestly getting that 15 seed and, and, you know, going up against a team that you hadn't beaten three times before you've already played in the second round. Uh, they, they deserved better. Um, they had a really, well, they had 11 seniors or something that really, uh, only, only group of seniors that made state every year. And, um, you know, I think they won a, you know, league title a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, Kevin Schultz does a good job turning that program around. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, two B soccer, Adna and Toledo are going to play each other in the state semifinals. Uh, Adna beat Okanagan and Toledo came back to beat Mount Vernon Christian. Uh, who do we like in this semifinal matchup? Gosh, it's gonna it's going to be really good. And I, I think, you know, I, um, I got a story coming out tomorrow about how uh, both coaches know each other really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Horst Malinat, uh, was the coach at, uh, for the Toledo program for over a decade. He still teaches at Toledo. Um, and now he's over at Adna and then Noel Vasquez is now, um, you know, this is going to be his last year over at Toledo and, and he took over for horse. So, uh, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, out of all the teams they're meeting in the semifinals and, um, you know, Toledo has, this is the furthest their girls soccer team has ever come to a state championship this is the furthest they've ever gone. Yeah. And Adna has played in this game. I want to say five years in a row. They're, sorry, this is the fifth year, and they've never won the semifinal. They've never made it to the state championship. Uh, so it's it's fascinating. Um, I think Adna, uh, you know, beating the number one seed, Okanagan, really decisively. Uh, I, I think they probably have the edge just, you know, for how hot they've been playing. And Did they, did they play in the regular season? Toledo no. and Adna? No. no. No, they did not. It was one of the games that got... Uh, okay. Cut short due to right. Adam's COVID issues. Um, so that's another thing they haven't even played each other this year. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Well, that's it's a good time to play each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the one thing that uh, I think gives Adam the Okanagan played Toledo during the regular season and beat them four zero on a neutral site, and Adna came and just dominated Okanagan. I mean, they won three to one. You know, it wasn't yeah. even like a some miracle victory. Like they came out and just you know kind of punched them in the mouth. So. Um, you know, it's soccer really, anything can happen. It's, uh, um, but you know, it's, it's definitely really cool to see all the, and in the other semifinal matchup, you got Kalama and Highland. So there's three, uh, central two B teams in the final four. So a lot lot of really talented, um, soccer programs in the area. All right. Uh, let's see, Alec. Well, Trent was, uh, off in the Palm Springs of Washington. You were mostly home, correct? Yes. And how is the furniture situation in your home? Very lacking. Very lacking. Uh, did you come home from a hard day out uh, covering games on in, in Tumwater and, and around the area and relax on uh, what I imagine is like a like a milk crate with a pillow on top of it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I almost decided to stay in Tumwater because I think their football field is probably nicer than the place I'm staying at. It is nice. It's probably soft. softer. Yeah, but you could remedy all that. If you just make a trip over to Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, they will hook you up not only with uh, the the finest in living room uh, accoutrement, but uh, but also you know a new mattress for your you know that that rat nest you call a bed. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> hey, you go get yourself a nice like a couch. You maybe get one of those double recliners. Trent's always raving about that uh, that <laughs> that those he relaxes the, in at home. Those are the best. <laughs> 
probably even like a TV tray to eat your dinner on when you're watching your television, <laughs> which I imagine is propped up on a cardboard box. <laughs> Maybe even like a nice TV stand, an entertainment center, if you will. Uh, that'd be really treating myself. <laughs> <laughs> what a treat it would be to, to live like a functioning member of society with furniture in your home. Go visit our friends at Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. You can give them a call and ask them about their, their sweet deals and what they got in stock, 807-1211, or send them an email, info at elamshf.com. Happy to have them as a sponsor and happy to constantly be able to ask Alec and Trent about their home furnishing situations. <laughs> Uh, once again, now it is time for the perfect report. Fellas, who's still got a perfect record? Napa Vine. How did they do this week? <laughs> they did so well. I think that might have been the best bye week of all time. Great bye week. <laughs> great them. week of practice. Did, did <laughs> Faye say they had a great week of practice? He did. Well, no, he didn't say that. He said it. He kind of just treated it like a game week. I think they ran like a little scrimmage thing. To, uh, he said something about uh, they like to really be on routine, so they just... Uh, did everything they tried to do everything the same mm-hmm. so he uh, was not a fan of the buy at all <laughs> i can imagine yeah he kind of flat out told me he's like yeah i i i kind of hated having the week off so yeah. <laughs> um yeah i'm sure they would have liked to get out there and you know try some new things against a 15 16 seed whatever it would have been for them yep uh let's see all right bracket update time so in the state football playoffs, the two A bracket, I looked through these things. It has been chalk so far. Yep. The only upset was number nine Enumclaw beating number eight Hawkinson. Enumclaw will play number one Tumwater on Friday in Tumwater. Do we see an upset coming there? No. No. Uh, how did Tumwater do? They blew somebody out, right? Yeah. Fifty six seven, I think. Yeah, it East, was Valley, East Valley, Spokane. Yeah. Oh yeah, East Valley, Spokane, not Yakima. Yeah. Well, and Tumwater's already beaten Enumclaw this year, fifty six to six. So I like their odds. Yeah, I think <laughs> I do too. Uh, in the one A bracket, it has also been chalk so far, except again, number nine Toppenish beat number eight Mount Baker. Undefeated number nine Toppenish, not hosting league champion mm, yeah. Toppenish, <laughs> and now they get to go and play Royal. Yay! Hasn't oh, lost rough. a game in three years. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Tonino will play at number three Linden Christian on Saturday at noon in Bellingham. It looks like, and this is the same Linden Christian team we have like by osmosis seen so far this year. Yes. They played on Alaska in week three, four, five, somewhere in there. Yeah, yep. somewhere in the middle of the year. Uh, how do we like Tonino's odds uh, playing Saturday in Bellingham? You're the Linden Christian expert over here. It's going to be tough for Tonino. Linden Christian is really good. But uh, Tonino's also averaging 80 points a game in the playoffs. True. So <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> you can't discount that. Uh, Linden Christian's only losses are to two A teams, Squalicum, which I think is still they're in the quarterfinals right now in two A, and the other one was Lakewood, a team that barely missed out on the playoffs. But it's only two teams from that Northwest League, Linden and Squalicum, made the playoffs. But there was like two or three other teams that were that should have made it. Lakewood was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, has got a tough road, but I think with Takari Hickel, anything is possible. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Tanano won. You picked Tanino. I know. So you can't like say you'd be surprised. You you are a- actually saying they're going to win. You are expecting Tanino. Yes. I am. Because right. I, I think Tanino has the best player in the game. Yeah. So 
<laughs> oh man, I hit the crickets one. I wanted something else. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Doesn't this one go on forever yeah, too? It's still going. What were you gonna hit? I can't remember. What what's this one? <laughs> well, it wasn't that one either. That's Takari Hickle coming <laughs> down at you. Yeah, Takari Hickle coming at you. <laughs> Well, the bottom 300 soundboard are just kind of weird. Anyway, moving on. Uh, elsewhere in the 1A bracket, the winner of this game will get the winner of Riverside and Eatonville. So if Tanina wins, there's a good chance they will get a rematch with Eatonville. Oh, that's great. They get to play a team they already seen in the semifinals. Brackets I guess it's awesome. better than the second round. But um, And with that, let's move on to the 2B bracket, which I do not like. Yes. Uh, so number 10, Forks upset. Number seven, Goldendale upset is in quotes. And <laughs> number nine, Toledo upset. Number eight, Davenport upset again is in quotes. Uh, there were only four first round matchups. So that's fine, I guess. Number six, Columbia Burbank beat number 11, Brewster, 32-28. And so, yeah, like, I don't know. These are... They're fine, but again, we get in the situation where Toledo plays Kalama on Saturday night and Forks plays Napavine at 1 p.m. Saturday. These are both rematches. Yes, from less than a month ago. Yeah, these are boring. They should have put Toledo way up top so they could be Okanagan and we could mm-hmm. have all you know, Southwest Washington 2B football semifinal. Yeah, like there's no reason you couldn't finagle the bracket a bit and move, you know, even like move a swap a... Number 10, Forks, and number 11, Brewster. Yep. And at least that way, you know, Napavine would play Goldendale, maybe, or Brewster, maybe. And then Columbia Burbank or Forks would go on to play Okanagan, which would all, you know, that would be a new game uh, as opposed to getting half of the first round stocked with three matches we've seen recently. And even like we mentioned last time, you get to swap Toledo and Forks. And then you would get Forks playing Kalama in a game that Kalama wanted and Forks did not. Yep. And Toledo playing Napoline, which is a nice rivalry that didn't really happen this year. Yep. So there were ways to do it. It just kind of, I don't know. I, I don't see how you look at the bracket if you're on the 2B committee and see it like this and be like, ah, well. We did it. We, <laughs> we made a bracket. Um and, you know, I don't know, like if you're Kalama, this bracket sets it up to where you can make it all the way to the finals without playing a new team. That's boring. That sucks. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Toledo or Forks could both probably give Okanagan a game. And also now we will never know if District 4 really could have had all four semifinal teams again. Well, they need to add Alec and I to the seating committee if they want it to be, you know, yeah, better. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. The 2B bracket, it's fine. It's probably still going to wind up being Napavine and, for, Napavine and uh, Kalama. Uh, thoughts on that? Do we still think it's going to be those two? Yes. You didn't see anything out of Napavine or Kalama this week that dissuaded you from considering them a top two team? No. No. I, I, I think especially just seeing all the, the rematches happen, I mean, it almost reaffirms just, and it's almost like they're pushing those teams to, to play each other in state, you know, like I, I don't think now provides going to be challenged and I don't Kalama might be if, if Ani, I, I do suspect Ani's going to be Lindritzville this week. So, um, you know, Ani might push him knowing what happened earlier this season. Uh, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't really see any, either of those two teams being pushed before they play each other. Uh, the one thing like the seating committee throwing on Alaska in as a five seed looks really good now. So that was good. Um, it's going to look, 
you know, not so great if they blow out Lynn Ridsville Sprague, which is a distinct possibility. But yep. they they could have thrown, they could have even put Ani at six. No one would have been mad about that. And then they go play Brewster and then Okanagan. Um, and then you have new matchups and then you move, uh, God, who would you move? Then Columbia Burbank up at five. Burbank and Riverview in the first round and the winner playing Lynn Ritzel Sprague. Uh, which, I guess they uh, already, yeah, that's, I think Riverview and Burbank might've played each other. They probably did. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's ways to shuffle things up to where you set teams up to play, you know, new matchups every round. There, right. there, there was a way to do it to make everybody happier. Yep. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's the 2B bracket. It's still going to be Napavine and Kalama, but eh, it could have been. It's, it, it's fine. Whatever. It's there. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's definitely a bracket. Uh, in the 1B bracket, uh, number 11, Winlock upset number 6 to Sal. woo Go cards. That was the only upset of the first round. Winlock yep. plays number 3, Quilcene, on Saturday at 3 o'clock at Sammamish. Uh, what do we know about Quilcene? Wilson has a really big running back like Nolan Swafford. Same exact. They run. They have. They're basically Winlock. The same exact type of team. Mm-hmm. They did just get back um, a month ago. They got back there. It was that running back. I can't, Budnick is his last name. He has only been back once because he broke his wrist in sp- last spring season. Mm-hmm. He's been back one month and he has 800 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. It's not bad. It's not 31 <laughs> though. No. <laughs> Did he get 10 in the game? Uh, I yeah. don't think so. so. You don't see that too often. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, yeah, Winlock looks good. Um, what uh, What do you guys cover in the next few days? Yeah, nothing. Nothing until Friday. We're going yeah. to the uh, 2B soccer semifinals at in Toledo. Is that up in Sumner? Yep. yep. Sunset Chevy Sunset Stadium. Chev Stadium. <laughs> Is it just Chev? Yeah. Oh, why? Isn't it? Sponsored by Chevy? It's a lot of words, man. A lot of letters. It's one extra letter. I don't know. It's always (laughs) written as Sunset Chev Stadium. It's so weird. That's weird. Um, It's there, though. It's a, yeah, it's a (laughs) a cool stadium. I'm just, if there's not a cool sunset there, I want my money back. Yeah, it's not nearly as great. Kalama should be Sunset Chev Stadium. Okay. The best sunsets (laughs) in the business. Um, what, uh, What football games do you cover on Friday, Saturday? We only got one here. It's just, uh, I think, right? We're oh, going to hit Tumwater on the, ba- on the way back from soccer on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, it's we only have one Napa local Vine game. Vine Forks, yeah. Napa Vine Forks. He's the only one. All the other teams are traveling. Oh, well, that's, that's kind of lame. Yeah. We've already seen Napa Vine Forks. Yes, I was there for the first <laughs> half the last time, less than a month ago. Uh, it'll probably be a quick game at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, Josh Faye is expecting a better game, but. I just still think there's just no way Forks can keep up. I mean, up a with better them. game. It was like sixty nothing last time. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it, it's tough to beat teams twice that way. And I'm like, you know, you're probably gonna do it. Is it that tough? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it? I mean, I was at that game. Like, <laughs> it didn't look hard. No, like Gavin Parker played the whole game. He might have had Takari Hickel's stat line from this past week. So, uh, yeah. Do you think anybody is gonna score more than eighty points this week? No. No. Mm. Do you think they ever will? No. Wow. I, I think the thing with that game was just that <laughs> both teams were going at it. Like Napavine could put a hundred, could have put a hundred on a bunch of teams this year, but the other team wasn't going to put nearly that much up on them. So 
Well, and the thing that helped the 80 point game is that there was no threat of a running clock at any point. Yeah. So it was like full clock the whole way through. Right. Yeah. And yeah, Freeman wanted to throw the ball all over the place. So that slowed the clock and Tonino kept scoring on one play drives, yeah. <laughs> not eating up any clock. So, I mean, I guess if I had to pick one game, maybe Napa Vine Kalama could go, it could be a high scoring game in, in the past. I think it's been in the forties. Yeah, but, but I but mean, 80s, like, no, I don't think it's not They both, no. like, they play defense. Yes. So somebody is going to get a stop in that game. Like, right. if Napa and Kalama played, there's going to be a punt. Right, and right. So the 135-point game is probably like, not going to happen. It'll no. be maybe in the 40s or 30s, but there will be semblance of defense. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, we will talk to you next week when we can explain what happened in the quarterfinals and what's coming in the state semifinals and maybe get into some basketball previews too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've been to a couple of practices. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, thank you, and that's going to wrap it up for Sports Dump. Yeah.